All right, it's the week of the 16th. We're back in here. It's freezing cold in Dallas right now. Here with my faithful sidekick, Will Narbuji. Yes. <laughs> I had a life-changing moment this week. Did you? As you know, we didn't get to celebrate Christmas with my parents because all the kids were sick and stuff. So yeah. they sent all of our presents this week. Oh. And I got an air tag. Oh, that's cool. What do you lose all the time? Uh, my wallet. Oh. Oh yes. With my with my my I get made fun of my, my that's new a wallet big that I have. Wallet. It's like basically a woman's woman's clutch. That is well, I, I always lose it. So I was I thought, well, let me just go big, right? Like an old style billfold. Yeah. And I won't lose it. No, joke's on me. I left it at Central Market twice, went back, they actually had it. What, so what do you need that requires that big of a wallet in your wallet? It, nothing. It just it's so big that I won't forget it. That's why I got huge. Cause I used to have a money clip, like yeah. an old style, or I I used to carry around everything like in a rubber band, yeah. but I would leave it everywhere. So over the summer, I was like, if I get really like a huge wallet, I won't forget it. That's just not the so case. So it's not the wallet. It's no, it's the user. It's, <laughs> it's a user. So I put an air tag in it and I forgot it yeah. in my car when I went to Home Depot yesterday and it immediately alerted my my phone and I was like, oh my God, I was freaking out. I thought of, so life changing event right there. But, uh, you know, I lost <laughs> over New Year's Eve. I went and got gas. My son ran into the gas station and got something and he said he gave me my credit card back and maybe he did, but. This is my personal credit card, and I haven't had it since. You don't know where it is? I don't know where it is. Any charges on it? You don't no, know? no. I th- I, it's it's, it's some, in the car. It's in the car somewhere or something. But That's fine. I'm kind of like, I don't need it. Just I won't spend money if I don't have it. Well, that's kind of my, when I lost my wallet over huh. July, I didn't spend any money. It was great. <laughs> Uh, like my expenses went down. I was like, oh, this is so. I actually, I got a new debit card. I haven't activated it since. Well, it's like I gotta, I gotta go to my wife and get her credit card yeah. and go buy some. So it's gonna be like really intentional. Yes, yes, yeah, so, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's cold out there, man. It is. It is cold. I learned my lesson from the the freeze a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Got everything prepped up, ready okay. to go. I I didn't. My house is fine, but all my plants are totally screwed. Yeah. Oops. Well. My, my rest in peace plants. Well, my my landscaper's looking for a big payday then yeah, this year. I'm help, get it, it. help him out a little bit. <laughs> All right, in economic calendar this week, you've mm-hmm. got jobless claims. The forecast is two hundred and two thousand. Previous wasn't there. The um, let's see, existing home sales uh, forecast is three point eight three million. Previous was three point eight two. So not a lot going on in financial news this week, but mm. uh, let's look at the Dow. The Dow was up last week, thirty-four basis points to thirty-seven five ninety-three. The S and P was up one point eight percent. Call it to it's up one point eight to forty-seven eighty-three, mm. and the Nasdaq is up two point nine nine percent to fourteen nine seventy-two. I feel like I should buy some indexes. Just for the hell of it right now. They are just ripping. I know. You know, and I've been just the, the Twitter thing going off. I think, uh, who is it? The the, the not the big anonymous account who does all the retail strips that are strip mall guy. Yeah. He was talking about, oh, if you've been in the stock market, you're like 9.72. And I've just been seeing a lot of stuff on indexes. Yeah. Blended returns between like 8 and 10% over long periods of time. So... 
Oh, and it's a lot grand. easier. It's a lot for, easier. Yeah, just forget about it and just sits there and just. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I, we were, I had a meeting Friday with one of our equity partners, mm-hmm. uh, Nick and them. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're kind of growing their family office. And I was like, what if we just hired a guy that traded stocks for us all day long? That'd be nice. I was like, I'd be interested in sharing that with you. He's like, we've talked about that. Just get him a Bloomberg terminal and let him just sit there and let some dude grind away that knows how to do it but doesn't have the money. And so, anyways, go get some quant out of New York. Yeah. So, if anybody listening is, uh, you know, they're wanting to become a trader, you know, you need some form of track record, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't a this isn't a charity case. This is not some keyboard wizard on the internet from a Reddit group coming in here trying to trying to hawk stocks. Crude is up one point nine eight percent to seventy two dollars and sixty eight cents a barrel. The five year came down to three point eight three from four point oh one seven. So that's a pretty good movement. And. The ten-year, ten-year is down. Came in at three point nine four four from four point oh six four the previous week. So not as much movement in the ten-year, but the five-year moved a lot. Any chatter on why it's softening? I don't know. Uh, maybe we're not smart enough, or we're not diving deep enough into it. I don't think we just don't focus on it enough. Yeah. You probably have some debt broker, and they, they they watch that all day long. Yeah. I have not seen spreads though from banks go down. No, but 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 the, Sofer, I mean, the blend- but Sofer hasn't gone down. Sofer's still at five point three. It? So I feel like everybody's just sitting there looking at Sofer. There's really been no. There's been no movement on Prime. No, Prime hasn't moved. I don't think it's going to move for six months. Who knows? So last week's performance real estate stocks are down mm-hmm. one week performance the only one up was healthcare facilities up 1.79% real estate office down 3.84% see this might have just hit the peak and now it's starting to come back down mm-hmm. one month performance Reeton hotel is actually up 3.19% so real estate stocks in the red last week pretty much on a on a whole so let's see, real yeah. When real estate office started getting hammered, so I bet everybody made their money in that, and they're retreating now because they're like, "This really sucks." Just mm-hmm. kidding, ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as good. So let's see. All right, football picks for you, commercial real estate gambling degenerates. <laughs> All right. I did not do very well last week. Michigan versus Washington. I took Washington at minus five. Loss. Cowboys versus Packers. Cowboys minus seven, five. Loss. Now, let's talk about that for a second. That was terrible. I don't know who you blame in that. Like, keep keep the emotions rolling. I'll be your therapist right now. <sighs> it's been 28 years since we've been to a championship game. I'm sorry. I mean... It's so hard. It's so hard. Like, you know, we were going to the game the other day, and mm-hmm. I'd just gotten back from Houston, and I was – we weren't going to the game. We were going to some friend's house to watch a game. I was like, you know what? I, I wanted to go work out today. I never did. I was like, let's just go work out during this because they're either going to lose it and it's worth not worth watching, or they're going to win it, and it's not worth getting bought in yet because they'll lose next week. 
And man, did they not get their ass whipped. Did you work out and watch it? No, I went to my friend's house and wasted three hours of my life. I don't know what you do there. I don't know that you fire the coach. It's been the same result for 28 years. Yeah. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And you know what the only constant has been Hmm. the last 28 years? Mr. Mr. Jones. Yeah. Well, he ain't leaving. No. Like, we talked about that over the weekend. Like, he's just, nothing's, what are you going to do with that? You know, like, he he owns the freaking team. Yeah. So, I I don't know, man. And a general manager in that position would also be fired. Correct. Yeah. But he is owner, president, President, GM, GM, uh, quasi background head coach. (laughs) I would get behind Jerry Jones being the GM if that was his only job. I think it just needs, they need to bifurcate the roles. Yeah. Say, hey, what do you, what do you really want to do? Yeah. They need to do an EOS plan there. Yeah. And just like, hey, like, here are your strengths and weaknesses and just stick to this channel. Like, is that owner? Is that president? Is that GM? Yeah. Because he'll accelerate better and his kids are in the business. He's lots of people around him. I mean, literally the whole country wants him to do well. It's America's team. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of pathetic, man. It's also, um, what's that? What's it? uh, uh, Doing the same thing in in assuming. Insanity. It's it's insanity. The definition of insanity. Yeah. Being a Cowboys fan is the Mm -hmm. definition of insanity. I won't watch it. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I won't watch it because it's just like you described. I'm going to waste hours. Yeah. And I have no tie to it, but. Well, I lost that bet. It's okay. Rams versus Lions. I took the Lions at minus three and a half. They won, but the Rams actually Mm -hmm. covered. Miami KC. I took Miami. I was not factoring in the Arctic blast, and they were definitely fish out of water in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Casey put it on them. The, um, let's see. So this week, you got Houston going to Baltimore. Houston's nine and a half point dogs. I kind of like Houston to cover. I don't think they're going to win. I like them to cover. They beat the hell out of the Browns. Yeah. I was, I was actually watching that game. That was a good game. Yeah. Green Bay is going to San Francisco, minus 10. I'm going to take Green Bay. I think Sam Fran's going to cover, but I think Green Bay's going to pull it off. They're real. So Tampa at Detroit. Tampa is six-point dogs. I don't know what to think about that game. I'm just going to go with Detroit. And Casey at Buffalo, man, this is... Oh, that's a matchup. God, I think, was it two years ago when they played, I believe, Mm -hmm. in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. That might have been the best football game I've ever watched. Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen just going at it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. We watched it. In, we were in Tahoe. We'll be in Tahoe this weekend. But we watched the NFL playoff that weekend, and that was that was one of the best games I've ever seen. It'll, it'll probably be pretty good again. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it'll be a good game. It'll definitely be a good game. So the bu- Buffalo is favored by three. So, I mean, it's kind of just a home field advantage type deal. I don't know, man. That's a coin toss. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. So Yeah. All right. You know my dad's had Brown season tickets since they came back. Does he go? No. Just, what, is he just sell them? He, he sells them every game. Does he he's make some, money? On he, them? He's got some clients out there. He'll give them away. Yeah. He usually sells the uh, the Brown Steelers ones and makes up like all any, the money. All the lo- losses. Like just when he's like, hey, like a cousin or a client, he'll just kind of 
dull him out. But I guess the Steelers Browns game, he makes up the difference and it's pretty much a wash every yeah, year. Yeah. But every year it's my brothers and I are like, what are you doing with these things? He owns the actual seats though. Yeah. So like different events that come through, um, he gets first look, but I think he's kind of just holding on until they go to the Super Bowl one year yeah. and the value just kind of hockey sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. <laughs> might be worth going buying Cowboys tickets this year now. It might and be. The value just plummeted. People so. are so depressed. Um, Continue. I'm sorry. All right. Term of the week. I'll let you, you, you had one for this. I'll let you. It's more, more of a phrase, but I was on the phone with somebody in New York, uh, a fund for, purchasing operating companies and they continuously used treacherously using debt. That was the phrase to it, lever it, their returns. They were them personally it, were treacherously using debt it, or companies they were buying. Well, using debt to lever up the returns on companies they were, they were, they were purchasing. Yeah. And so, cause I was asking, they were approaching me as an LP. And so I was asking, well, how are you guys using debt? What, like what leverage are you using? Blah, blah, blah. And pretty low leverage, surprisingly, but they every time they would mention that, they would bring up, well, treacherously using it at 25% leverage, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why, why, why are you using it? Why don't you just say, hey, we're just getting low leverage on this, on each each operating company. But if XPE guy just using all these buzzwords, I was kind of lost about 30% of it. But the one thing that just stuck in my brain was treacherously using debt. This is kind of my favorite part of this. Like, I just love thing. I would love to have heard that conversation. If any of y'all have any funnier terms too, please send them in to us. Yeah. We, we love making fun of language. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we treacherously used dead here. I guess. Lower, lower leverage points. <laughs> but I was just like, what? Why don't you just say low leverage, man? Yeah. Or not that? I, I don't know. But uh, I, I was laughing. I was like, this is, it just reminded me of this segment of the show where you get blend, you just get all these freaking data points and <laughs> weird things sent to you to make people sound like they're smart. But yeah, that was what, that was an interesting one I heard. That is interesting. I'm not sure. I haven't heard that bleed over to real estate yet, but it's probably coming. Well, not a lot of news this week, but talk about someone that just keeps failing and getting paid for it. Mm. Adam Newman. He has a property in Nashville, I think some multifamily. It's called Flow. Yeah. You know, did you watch We Failed? I haven't, but I've read a lot about it. Dude, you got to watch it. Okay. I love Jared Leto. Like, mm -hmm. I think he's one of the best, one of the most talented people in entertainment okay phenomenal oh, musician incredible actor he's in it man and and, and um was it Anne hathaway plays his wife mm -hmm. i mean these people are so full of themselves in this show and it seems to probably be exactly with what it seems to be pretty in line with what this guy but i mean like he failed at we work although he got paid like I guess he didn't fail. In the eyes of everybody, he failed, but he got paid, so he yeah. didn't fail. No. But he's got a new multifamily deal that I guess he did with Yield Street on the crowdfunding platform, and they're having to raise money for a cash flow deficit for interest rate caps. Dude, how do people keep on giving this guy, this, this guy money? Well, I don't know. But there's another another one, GVA, 
They're down in Austin. He's got a second property? No, GVA is a syndicator down in Austin. Okay. They got another property going. They they fell delinquent on a $145 million loan. Dude, that's big boy money, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can we go back to Adam Newman? Okay, is, Adam, is, yeah. is Yield Street, is that like a crowdfunding? Yeah. So they he took retail money. Mm-hmm. Well, this is purely speculation. We work before it went public was all, I guess, institutional and venture capital. It was right? SoftBank, mainly SoftBank. Okay. Yeah. Well, like they do their DD and stuff. and But I feel like when you poke with the retail, like the small retail guys, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's when like the Justice Department comes out, like the big boys start like maybe me think well here's why when you go to all the small retail investors and this is what i've seen i've seen some groups like in the small there's a group specifically i know of that i don't know that they defrauded a lot of investors but they didn't make shit for anybody and lost all their money pretty much or yeah. lost a majority of it took yeah. a 15 percent management fee oh my god they were a fund of funds so i'm like How, what are you even managing you're not yeah. even like running the pro- project Anyways, whenever you're collecting $50,000 checks, you're collecting from someone that probably doesn't have the wherewithal to take you to the mat. Good point. So, good point. If they don't have the money, to, if they're only putting 50 grand into a deal, they don't have the wherewithal to take you to the mat. So, at that point, you can kind of scam them and nothing really happens. Yeah. Nothing really happens maybe from a a lawsuit from the investor. But yeah, I mean, they could go call the SEC, but most of them just, I think, just kind of... It's probably hurting cats to get a class action. Yeah. It's like one guy's trying to do it, and he's like, why am I doing this? It's only $50,000. I lost it. It's over. I'll write it off, you know? Yeah. Unless if it's just the moral vendetta, and they're going to just... There's that guy, too. There is. but 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 I think just on a whole... When you mess with people that can't take you down, it's harder to get taken down. That's a that's a fair point. When you mess with big boy money, oh, they're they're going to take. I mean, we just negotiated two JVAs. I think we probably spent forty grand on each one. Oh yeah, because it's hey. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at like the one deal we're doing with one of them, uh-huh. how many attorneys do we have? Working on that thing. Well, that's not necessarily the JVA, but there's four attorneys on it just from the complexity of the deal. Correct. But if we didn't have them involved, would we have this many attorneys? We might just be writing one attorney or two attorneys. We would have two attorneys. In yeah. There. But like we've got almost four, I think. Yeah. They got their counsel. Got, we got our counsel. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so, the bigger, the, there's just so many eyeballs on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But. That's uh, that's what we signed up for. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, well, you I know, think I he, mean, the, the partnership pays for it. So, uh, you know, if, if we feel we need it, we need it. Well, the good thing is, too, is like you were saying last week, there's just more eyes. Yeah. Well, right? that's the, that's kind of the relief I feel like I've had from taking some larger quasi-institutional money is they have a full team of underwriters that are going to back test us and, and check us and... Mm-hmm. Which makes me go, okay, they, they came to the same conclusion I did. Cool. All right. we can, th- I yeah. am right. You know, so that does feel good. Yeah, so it does. It does. It takes a little pressure off me. It, or it doesn't take pressure off me, but it, it helps me sleep a little better at night. Yeah. I mean, you're 25, 50 basis points 
apart apart like yeah. it, it, depending on the what the metric is now yeah. but like that's usually it's just formula is probably bleeding through in a different different manner sometimes so this guy gva he's faced foreclosure on a he defaulted on a 56 million dollar loan in san antonio and defaulted on a 288 million dollar loan in houston i mean these multifamily guys are getting smoked right now. Yeah. Crushed. That's brutal. Who's that guy that uh that ran from his uh his lawsuit that we 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 put a offer Nate on? Paul. Yeah. Is yeah, that- we're never getting an offer we're gonna answer back on that building. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Uh, it was like three million dollars more than what we offered. Oh. And the broker who brought it to us was like, I cannot in good conscience even let you get to that point. Like it's no. just but yeah, that guy's. I didn't know anything about about him until you and the broker brought it up. I got a Texas Monthly magazine the other day, and it has a big write up on the whole scandal. And it's like I'm, I'm gonna have some reading time on the plane this yeah. week, and I'm gonna take it. I want to understand what really happened because it has to do with that senator or mm-hmm. whatever that, representative. Uh, I think it's that uh, what do they call it, general count? No, no, it's the the attorney that represents the state or whatever. Yeah. Paxton. Yeah. 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 It's kind of funny. I thought I thought maybe he'd want some legal fees, but or maybe he's upside down on that thing. Didn't really. I don't know. Maybe he's leveraged up on it. I don't know. Oh, did you hear about the hotel in Fort Worth blowing up? I did. That was nuts. Is it a gas explosion? Yeah, they think it was a gas explosion. I don't think. I, th- I don't think anyone was killed. I think they were just. It was like at four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. which is pretty surprising. Nobody yeah. got hurt. Or That's what killed. Uh, they said they heard it in uh, at the Mercer Company Fort Worth office and stockyards. They could hear the explosion. Whoa. Where's so, the office from Mercer Company? It's in the stockyards. I haven't been there yet, okay. so I don't know exactly where it's at. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, that's that's crazy. Insurance? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and whoever they're, well, who's the uh, Atmos? That's the gas provider. Yeah. Some, yeah. It's, somebody's getting sued. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for this week. You got anything? Not really. I just read something interesting on pref equity deals, but I'm, we're still learning a lot about all that and the inner workings. I think we really like the single tenant net lease world yeah. of that. But this was just commenting about pref equity as a whole for different asset types and the complexities of it. And the one, the one comment on this feed, this was on LinkedIn, was, and I think... This is how I feel. I'm not sure if you feel this way. I'm trying to find the comment right now. Basically, to summarize, it was the amount of pref equity deals in the market for not single tenant at least. A lot of it, it like the, a lot of people echoed is that buyers were stretching. Yeah. And so they couldn't fundraise from either institutional, quasi-institutional, or even retail money to get the deal done. So they're backfilling with the pref equity until the deal gets sized up right or they do their value add component and they can go backfill it with just common equity. And a lot of people are just kind of echoing that. Like it just feels like people are stretching. So they're using this tool. And a lot of the traditional pref equity guys were not getting involved. We're kind of on the sidelines because they just, it appeared that there's a lot of stretching. Well, I. And I think, I mean, I agree with that. I, I, I feel too. like all the deals we've seen that want pref equity from us that were not single tenant that were not least. single tenant net lease deals, 
Like we could literally hang up on them five times and they would call us back three weeks later. They still haven't raised their money. Yeah. Makes me feel good about saying no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, so. I echo that. And I, I think we like the single tenant at least basis. There's tons of data. There's data. The business plan is in place. Like it's yeah. not speculative. You have a tenant in tow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I guess let's just talk about real quick, a couple new things. One, we are headed to Houston. I spent the weekend in Houston. I drove through it. What are your thoughts? I think you just know the area you're buying in. Be mm-hmm. careful on the assets you're buying. Just pick an area and kind of start there. Yeah. But I think we'll start with some single tenant stuff down there. But uh, that place is a machine, dude. So I, I don't. There's I, velocity. I, uh-huh. but. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. Secondly, we we are going to create a, a debt structured finance fund so we're you know we, we're fixing to start kicking that off um we're going to be focused on first lien debt short-term money 12-month money for a lot of different asset classes yeah. within texas on first lien and then we'll do pref equity checks really focused in the single you know in single tenant net lease really focused with a project that has a tenant in tow mm-hmm. um you know uh, uh, unless it uh those are the two deals we've funded so far so, anyways, if anybody has interest in that fund, and y'all know us, we're, we're going to be working on that. Let us know. But yeah, the the pref equity space, the data's there. It's not not a hard, it's not a hard deal to to, to figure out. Yeah, for the single tenant net lease side. Well, and then yeah. you know, to the other aspect of it, you know, we're operators, so if we had to take it over, mm-hmm. we we own a we own a caliber collision. That's, yeah, they're all the same. The, you know, Tom Thumb, Chipotle, Valero, right. the oil change place, yeah. Take Five. Yeah, exactly. Murphy's Express. So, well, that's all I got. I don't have anything else. But we're active. We want to buy stuff. So, y'all shoot it to us if you got something. Please do. All right. Go have a great week, commercial real estate. Peace.